Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal, and I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome to the Cannabis Daily Show for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. We'd love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button. Yesterday, we reconvened our monthly retail series thanks to Leafly and Vitrina Group. We, tacked, we tackled all things New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut as it relates to cannabis retail, timelines, regulations, social equity, all of those things. If you missed it, fear not. We recorded the entire program, including the breakout session afterwards. You can see all of that at businessofcannabis.com. In September, we'll be back in New York for Business of Cannabis New York, a two-day event tackling, again, all things New York. It'll be very topical in New York uh, this fall as things start to open up for cannabis retail and cannabis sales on the adult use side. As well, and this is a shameless plug, we've been nominated for the Ono Cannabis Award as the best news source. So please, in the link below, you'll see where you can go vote. Love to have you vote for us. We were up for the award in 2019. We won it in 2019. The awards have been a hiatus because of COVID since then, and we'd love to have you vote for us again this year. For today's stories, pre-rolls all around. Social equity impacted communities in New York, a drive-through retailer in Ontario, the barriers facing black cannabis entrepreneurs. For our first story, Pre-roll joints are Canada's second favorite cannabis category after dried flower, according to headset data and analysis by MJ Biz. Sales nearly doubled between 2020 and 2021. A few trends have also emerged within the category. Similar to U.S. markets, ultra-convenient multi-packs of pre-rolls are increasing in popularity. Value products are crucial to the budget-conscious pre-roll pre -roll shopper. And infused pre-rolls, like those infused with hash or other concentrates, have emerged as a good option for premium shoppers. Quote, the infused pre-rolls are popping off right now for sure, said Ryan Roche of Alberta's Lake City Cannabis. We're selling quite a few of them on a regular basis. For our second story, Hicksville, New York's Eladio Guzman spent two years in jail for selling cannabis. Multiple members of his wife Melissa's family were also impacted by the war on drugs, with her uncle even getting deported to the Dominican after serving 10 years. Now, the couple is dreaming of opening up their own cannabis dispensary once they're eligible, this in a paper called The Richmond News. The state of New York has reserved its first 100 retail licenses for those who have been impacted by prohibition, but because the Guzmans haven't had the minimum 10% stake in a profitable business, one of the requirements to snag a social equity licenses, they aren't yet able to apply. Now, in the meantime, they plan to call their store FUMO and are visiting conferences and workshops to learn about the industry, hopefully including our events, uh, including the one we had yesterday. For our third story, Ottawa's first drive-through cannabis store is open at Carling and Fairlawn Avenues, this in the Ottawa Business Journal. It's a way to differentiate itself from competitors, but it'll also serve as a testing ground for future franchise opportunities, according to Shiny Buds Chairman and CEO Kevin Reed. From coffee to cannabis, this unique store features a small bricks-and-mortar footprint, allowing us to continue testing ideal store sizes that maximize revenue per square foot as we plan to open additional stores through our franchising program across Ontario, he said in a statement. For our final story, 
It's been well established that there are woefully few black cannabis entrepreneurs in U.S. cannabis. But why? Well, Fortune highlighted a few reasons. One, the lack of access to capital for equipment or real estate leases and licenses with, quote, strings attached, such as high municipal fees to operate or long wait times for licenses to come through. Now, some state regulators, particularly those in New York, are trying to improve equity in cannabis by learning from existing marketing inequities, such as the aforementioned reserved licenses for social equity applicants and a fund designed to help them secure real estate. Quote, they're staffing their marijuana regulatory board with local activists. This, according to the founding partner of Greenlight Law Group, they're making sure that the people who are chosen to run OCM, the Office of Cannabis Management, government employees as they may be, are people who understand the mission and they launch the mission with equity in mind. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 12,000 others and catch all of these stories in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. And just to note, that was episode 71 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube or wherever you caught the program. And please do subscribe. 